You're listening to a Director's Talk interview with me, Giles Arbor, and David Bundred, Chairman at Surface Transforms. David, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Giles. Now, you announced a placing and open offer last week. David, what's going on at Surface Transforms? Well, clearly the fundraising is part of our response uh, to COVID-19. Um, a response that most of the companies in the land are having to, uh, to do. It's, it's a response that's been a team effort. It's been energetic, in our opinion. We think the response is decisive, but it, we, we've been considered. And the response is in three parts. Uh, we've remained operational. It's important to state that, and that really has been a team effort. Um, we have cut costs, but we've cut costs in a very considered way, a compromised cost-cutting group, I, I describe it as. And the question, the fundraising, to cover the potential short-term cash gap. Now, I know the purpose of this discussion this morning is to talk about the impact of COVID-19. But before we do so, can, can we just remind ourselves that the COVID maelstrom has not altered surface transforms fundamentally? I mean, put simply, thanks to placing, we've now got enough cash to weather the storm. And therefore, the far more important question now, the far more important issue now, is to focus on the destination after the storm has passed. And the COVID-19 storm will pass. Okay. So... Where are you going then with the underlying Surface Transforms business? Well, we've been saying for over a year now that we will be profitable in 2022 and cash generative in 2021. We're still reiterating that guidance. Okay. How can you say this when, as a result of COVID-19, your customers are in turmoil? Well, yes and no, they are. Let's take the four customer situations in turn. The inflection point, the first one, the inflection point for us between cash usage and cash break-even is the start of production on the Aston Martin Valkyrie. Now, that, that, that programme we're on, it, it's a fixed programme. All the cars have been pre-sold, deposits have been paid, and Aston Martin have said that they expect to start production in the second half of 2020. Well, OK, our scenario planning allows for some slippage, well, a, month, a few months, uh, some slippage in start of production, potentially potentially impacting 2020. But this car will still be a big feature of surface transform sales in 21 and 22. And, but that's the first customer situation. The second one, of course, is German OEM5. Now, they are still determined to get their new vehicle into production in 2022. I can tell you telephone and video meetings are still taking place during the lockdown. We're still working to their key gateways. They're currently telling us that um, those gateways are still valid. Now, there might be some slippage in SOP, it remains to be seen. But the big picture is this car is going to happen and will contribute to 2022 sales and beyond. And, and the third, if you leave Aston Martin and German OEM 5 and then move to the next big group of sales in the next three years, which is the smaller OEM customers, the specialists and tuners, the, you know, we call them near OEMs. Yes, some of them are going to find it tough during this period. But, but that segment is dominated by three big customers for us. Um, they represent over two-thirds of our sales. Now, those three, they are well-financed. And, yeah, OK, the rest of them might be in trouble, but we, we're pretty confident about the big three. Finally, there are the other major OEMs, beyond OEMs, and, and including beyond, beyond OEMs 1 to 6. Now, none of them are in any of our forecasts. In fact, we've even stopped hinting as to who they, who they might be. We have a portfolio of potential, not certain wins. The key message for investors 
looking about where we're going is to take the big picture of this portfolio. We don't need every, to win every one of those to reach our milestone of 50 million sales a year. Well, at least that's the milestone to fill the Nosley plant. It's the portfolio, not the individual OEMs that matter. We reiterate what we've said in many recent announcements. The board expects to make contract award announcements this year, and should one or more be awarded, they will be material. But in the meantime, though, haven't you been put out of your stride by COVID-19? Well, sort of. Um, like two-thirds of the company in the world, we're impacted. But in the meantime, we're still operational. The factory's still open. To date, we've had no cancellations or deferments. Right now, including sales to date uh, and order book, we can see a million pound combined of those order book for the year, excluding the Aston Martin Valkyrie. And repeating my earlier comments, our development activities with the critical OEMs are continuing despite the lockdown. In fact, this gives me the opportunity to say publicly to thank all my colleagues for, being, for us being able to be in the situation. We couldn't be operational without the support of the entire uh, Surface Transforms team. Every one of our 50-strong workforce is supportive, whether those who are still working or those on furlough. Everyone's doing their bit. Okay. It sounds like it's all going well, uh, but why have you needed to raise the money? Well, our chief executive, Kevin Johnson, will be filming the presentation we gave to the institutions last week, pre-placing. And we'll be putting it on the website for our retail investors on Monday or Tuesday. So I don't want to steal his thunder, which will, is, is, is going to be the full answer to your question. But the central point is that, like everyone else, we don't, know, we don't actually know what's going to happen next. Uh, so what we've done is a series of scenario planning. Our baseline scenario, the one we've used for the cash flow, is now that our sales in 2020, this year, could, not will, it's not a forecast, it's a scenario, could be half our previous forecast. Stating the obvious, we are, our scenario is that we lose half the year's sales. Now, if that forecast happens, now I repeat, it's a scenario, not a forecast, that's a 1.3 million hole in our cash flow projections. And to this number, we've added a further contingency headroom, okay, offset by some cost reductions, if even 50% sales reduction is not enough. Now, that number is so big, we have to mitigate that risk by strengthening our balance sheet. Now, our numbers might be wrong. They might be, but they're pointed towards being too pessimistic. However, in cash flow planning this year, for everybody, pessimism trumps optimism. Of course. Okay, so I guess some might ask, why don't you just cut costs deeper and quicker? Well, of course we look we could furlough everybody, close the plant. But to go too far risks the existing and potential new OEM contracts. Don't forget, half our workforce is fundamentally, in, in at least a third, probably in, in, in engineering. Above all, we want the engineers to continue to interface with their opposite numbers in the customer base. And we want the factory open, still serving all our customers, both existing and potential. The key issue is that we have to maintain the core infrastructure to support the new contracts. Because of that, if we cut more, yeah, we could ensure short-term survival, but that short-term survival isn't the objective. Survival whilst losing the existing and potential new contract is not our definition of survival. Our cost-cutting plans, therefore, a compromise, but it's not at least an adequately funded compromise which maintains our strategic objectives. Okay. So if you've raised sufficient cash to get through, why are you doing the open offer? Well, firstly, in... Uh, 
in these uncertain times, if I can steal somebody else's phrase, every little helps. Um, I, I suspect we won't be in trouble with cash with shareholders. We have more than expected cash on the balance sheet at Christmas. But in all candor, this is also about investor relations with our retail investors. Our, our retail investors are about a fifth to a quarter of our investor base. We aim to respect all our investors, including retail. And doing this requires us to support an open offer in this situation whenever it's possible to do so. It's not always possible, but we try. And of course, it would be unfair in this particular instance to dilute those shareholders who've been with us on this long journey without giving them the opportunity to invest at this price. Sure, sure. So I guess all in all, uh, interesting times for uh, surface transforms. Um, yes, in macroeconomic and politics, the most astonishing six weeks of my life. Uh, but we have responded. And really the message that I want to get across in this interview is simple, fourfold. We're still on target for profitability in 2022. We still anticipate further contract awards this year. And if they happen, they will be material. Our response to COVID has been threefold, remain operational, cut costs in a thoughtful manner, surgery, not butchery, and raise funds to cover our pessimistic scenario of the potential cash in, in, in implications. And finally, the message is we're delighted to give our retail investors the same opportunity to invest in this round on the same terms as we gave our institutional investors. It's been an astonishing six weeks, but I think we're now in good shape for the next six years. Wonderful. Okay. Talking to us today was David Brundred. Chairman at Service Transforms. David, stay safe and thanks for joining Director's Talk today. Thank you, Giles.